des cravates à fleurs. Pour les jeunes s'habiller, il n'y a rien de meilleur. Moi qui chante et qui ai des cheveux blancs, c'est parce que j'aime ça et je m'en fous de toute façon. Ça n'a peut-être pas l'air bien distingué. Après tout, vous n'avez qu'à vous habituer. Trop souvent, ils restaient chez eux, ça c'était de leur temps. Aujourd'hui, les jeunes ont bien évolué. Salut les copains, allons tous danser. Listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And it's time right now for the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard right there Les Miserables from Montreal, 1966, with Chemise à Poix, Cravate à Fleur. Les Miserables recently reissued. By the Jupiter record label. Check them out at hungryforvinyl.com on a 180 gram virgin vinyl from the original master tapes. That's Les Miserables. And check out more info on them and the reissue series that Hungry for Vinyl is doing at hungryforvinyl.com. They've got the master tapes for tons and tons of amazing 60s Quebecois garage bands. Hungryforvinyl.com. Original master tapes. No dubs from records. The real thing. And speaking of records, I actually 
actually got this record, this record and a whole bunch of other records at Neptune Records in Vancouver. And Neptune is having a real neat book signing tomorrow at 2 p.m. Jason Leung is going to be doing a book signing for his new book, This All-Encompassing Trip, where he like followed Pearl Jam around the world in 2006 and talked to everybody that was on tour with him, like all the fans, band, etc. Quite interesting if you check out this allencompassingtrip.com for more information. This allencompassingtrip.com and it's a book signing tomorrow 2 p.m. Jason Leung will be there at Neptune Records in Vancouver. He's been signing copies of his book. Check it out again. This allencompassingtrip.com Today on the Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show, an interview with the legendary rapper Blowfly who has a brand new documentary out all about him done by Jonathan Fermansky and Jonathan and Blowfly will be phoning in to the Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show shortly. So if you have any questions for Blowfly, stand by or tweet them to me at Nardwar or Nardwar at Nardwar.com or phone in 604-822-247 604-UBC-CITR. Now we mentioned the word Blowfly and we should probably, we at CITR, me Nardwar to Human Serviette should issue a warning if you're easily offended by blowfly type swearing and offensive stuff, maybe tune out like now. We're not even at blowfly, but maybe just tune out now because coming up, we're also going to be playing a couple bands with the name fuck in them. So blowfly in the Nardwarty Human Serviette Radio Show and a fuck battle coming up right now in honor of blowfly. Last week, I played the band fuck the tundra, but I called them fuck the Facts, and there actually is a band called Fuck the Facts, and I have both Fuck the Tundra and Fuck the Facts here to play with a big fuck off we're going to do on an Nardwar Human Service Radio Show. Kevin from Hamilton emailed me, thank you Kevin, to say that I played the wrong fuck band. Well, I played the right fuck band, but I identified them as the wrong fuck band. I played Fuck the Tundra last week, but I called them Fuck the Facts, two different bands. Last week was New Year's Eve, too. And what you do on New Year's Eve, you do all year round, as the saying goes. Some of you make mistakes all year round. Hey, that's nothing new. Ba-boom. So right now, I'm going to rectify that, I hope. So we're going to play right now a little fuck battle between first... This is going to be fuck the facts with absence and despite. And then, doesn't absence sound better than absence? Then we're going to play Fuck the Tundra with Grin Diesel. So a little fuck battle today. Thank you, Hamilton's Kevin, for emailing me and pointing out the mistake I made last week. Fuck the Tundra I played, not Fuck the Facts. So we're going to play right here. Fuck the Facts. Right after Fuck the Facts, we're going to play Fuck the Tundra on the Nardwar, the Human Serviette radio show, Giant Fuck Off.
You're still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and Nanardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard right there, Fuck the Tundra with Grin Diesel. And before that, Fuck the Facts with Absence and Despite, both two Canadian bands from Canada. Thank you again, Kevin, from Hamilton for setting up this fuck battle. May the battle never end. And the fucking will continue right now with Blowfly. Coming up very shortly, an interview with the legendary rapper Blowfly, who has a brand new movie all about him. Check it out, Blowfly Film. Dot com called The Weird World of Blowfly. Blowfly is coming up in about 10 minutes or so on the Nardwar, the Human Serviette radio show. And to prepare him, and again, if you're easily offended by fucking and sucking, please tune out right now. Here's some Blowfly followed up with some Clarence Reed, who is Blowfly's good friend, or who is Blowfly. You'll learn more about that later. So right now, here is Blowfly, and this is a live track from a couple years ago, and then some Clarence Reed, which is Blowfly as well, his alter ego. Is he Blowfly? Is he Clarence Reed? He's both. He's the best. He's Blowfly. Here we have, go on from fucking right now to a little bit of sucking. Go ahead, hit it, motherfuckers. I'm 
You're still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and an Ardwar to Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard a little bit of Blowfly with Suck It, Fuck It, Tear Satisfied. Coming up shortly, an interview with Blowfly. Blowflyfilm.com is a new documentary. Wanted to point out, this Sunday, there's going to be an interesting happening, and there always is lots of interesting stuff, at the Waldorf in Vancouver, 149 East Hastings. Every second Saturday, the Waldorf's lower-level clubhouse is transformed by a new Sohota. She's showing a whole bunch of movies. And she sent me this note to say, this is a new Speaking to Me Nardwar Human Serviette, Day for Night is presenting the rarely seen romantic Canadian psychological thriller The Silent Partner. Set in Toronto during Christmas 1978, The Silent Partner stars the greatest American actor of the 70s, Elliot Gould, as a mild-mannered bank teller at the Eaton Centre. It's shot at the Eaton Centre. If you know Toronto, you know the Eaton Centre. If you know Canada, you know the Eaton Centre. It's shot at the Eaton Centre. Elliot Gould at the Eaton Centre. That's one reason you just got to check it out. Who accidentally becomes aware of a heist planned by the mall Santa, played by Christopher Plummer. So you got Elliot Gould, you got Christopher Plummer. Considered the best product of a genre known and mostly dismissed as the tax shelter era of Canadian filmmaking, meatballs, etc. The CanCon classic, the movie The Silent Partner, is rounded out by the presence of a young John Candy, French-Canadian pinup Céline Lomez, 
along with an original score by Oscar Peterson and directed by Daryl Duke and produced by Garth Drabinsky. What a bunch of names all jammed together. This is all going to be preceded by locally produced ads from 1978 when the movie was made from the CBC Vancouver archives. And all this is going to be introduced as well by Vancouver writer, critic, filmmaker, teacher Colin Brown. So again, this is this Sunday, 3 to 6, by donation. You get to check this out to see this great movie that's rarely been seen, The Silent Partner. And more information, check out the Waldorf Hotel. Dot com, the Waldorf Hotel dot com. Thank you, Anu Sohota, for bringing this stuff to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Right now, here's Clarence Reed, aka Blowfly, with Push a Little Bit Harder. And then coming up, an interview with Blowfly on the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show on CITR, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia. Canada.
Still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard right there, Clarence Reed, a.k.a. Blowfly, with New York City. And before that, Clarence Reed with Push a Little Bit Harder. Coming up, an interview with Clarence Reed and director Jonathan Fermansky from the movie... The Wide World of Blowfly. The Wild World of Blowfly. The Wild Weird World of Blowfly. The Weird World of Blowfly. On the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. And hmm, Blowfly. We heard a bit of Clarence Reed. Let's go back to some Blowfly while we wait for Jonathan and Blowfly. Go ahead, y'all.
listen. I ate some black eyed peas, Georgia. Oh, and they making me feel so sad again. And every time I have to use the bathroom, it hurts my ears so bad, so bad. So I'm shitting off the dock of the bay. Just watching my tears float away. I'm shitting off the dock of the bay. Just wasting, wasting. show, okay? Next, we're gonna do a thing by a young man that ain't been on the scene in quite a while. Mr. Major Lance. We're gonna do a little thing that was written by Mr. Curtis Mayfield and Impressions. They call it mm, 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 mm. We call it the fart song. Two, 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 two. Go something like this. Nick, I, I mean the first black president of the United States of America, President Blowfly. Thank you. Thank you very much. And like I promised y'all when I was running, I'm going to make sure there are chillings in every pot, ham hocks in every table, birth control pills in every purse, and we're going to have an orgy every motherfucking weekend. Thank you. Good morning, Mr. President, sir. Good morning, bitch. I'm at Miss Click. This shit gonna be easy. President don't do nothing but sit on his ass all day and give all this any motherfucking way. Guess I get my head together here. Where's my fucking cocaine? Bet that bitch done moved it again. Miss Click! Mr. President, sir? Could you get your ass in here, please? Right away, sir. What did you do in my ship? Are you constipated, sir? Bitch, you know what I'm talking about, my motherfucking raw dog. Oh, I took your dog to the vet, sir. Oh, I'm talking about coke, cocaine. You know that white powder shit that I put on your pussy when I'm getting ready to eat it? Oh, that, sir. It's right in front of you, sir. Thank you. That'll be all. Stupid bitch. If a pussy wasn't so good, I'd fire her. Let's uh, get over here and get my head together. Damn, <sighs> some good shit. Mr. President, sir? <laughs> shit. What the fuck you want now? Mr. Jackson is here to see you. Mr. Jackson? Reggie Jackson, Andrew Jackson, or Michael Jackson? What? Which one? Mr. Superfly Jackson of the United Pimps Association. Mm, shit. What the fuck he wants? He wants the money you promised him for endorsing you. I told that dumb motherfucker those assholes at Congress got all the funds frozen. What the fuck he want for my life? Well, he stated that payment in Coke would be sufficient, sir. God, my last Coke. I'll take it. Give it to the motherfucker and get rid of it. That's the end of that shit. I thought this shit was going to be easy. I got it. I got some weed here somewhere. Here it is. Throw me a couple of joints. Mm. 
Mr. President, sir? Oh, shit. What you want now, Miss Click? Mr. Paul is here to see you, sir. Mr. Paul? Paul Newman? Paul Revere? A Paul Anchor? Pope John Paul, sir. John Paul? What do you want? The weed you are currently smoking, sir. Oh, shit. I can see right now, I'm, I'm not gonna like this motherfucking shit at all. Huh, give it to the motherfucker! Can't sniff no coke, can't smoke no dope. Damn, I know what I do. Fuck this bitch again. Miss Click, would you come in here, please? Right away, sir. Come on over here, baby, and put off your clothes with your pants out. Um, um, don't. Nah, I don't want to hear that shit oh, this morning. Wait, can't smoke wait, no I dope, can't sniff no coke. Nah, nah, sir. later, later, I can hear all of that shit later. Oh, shit, this... What, what is the red spots on your stomach? That's what I was trying to tell you, sir. What are they? You see, I went to the doctor, and he says I have herpes. The herpes? I resign! Fucking herpes! And you're listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And it's time right now, again, for the Nardwarda Human Serviette Radio Show. Is it as it is every week, 3.30 to 5 p.m. on the Nardwarda Human Serviette Radio Show's favorite radio station, CITR, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Yes, you're listening to Nardwarda Human Serviette Radio Show. And who do we have on the line right now? Who are you? I'm a part nigger, part German, part Sudan. My name is Blowfly. I did the first rap record in 1959, and those niggers, the Sugar Hill Things, won a award for starting in 79. That's fucked up. <laughs> Blowfly, welcome to the Nardwarda Human Serviette Radio Show. This is the sixth time that I've interviewed you, Blowfly. I know, and you're the only person in the world... That's more disgusting than I am. <laughs> Baboom, but you've brought along somebody today. Who have you brought along today? What can you tell the people about Jonathan, this man that you've brought along for this interview, Blowfly? Yep, Jonathan did this movie on me and, and stuff, and wait until you see it. <laughs> Jonathan, what can you tell us about yourself? Who are you, Jonathan? Um, well, my, I, I guess I'll, my name is Jonathan Fermansky, and I'm, uh, I'm a filmmaker from New York City. And uh, a few years ago, I was uh, doing some research on Blowfly, and I decided to make a movie about him. That's what I was kind of wondering about. When did you first hear of Blowfly? And Blowfly, when did you first hear of Jonathan? <laughs> uh, well, I... Uh, uh, I heard of Jonathan from some people in Los Angeles and everything, and, and, and he's in the mix. He, he's good. My mother loves him. She's highly religious. And she told me, why can't you be like him? <laughs> so I said, my first cousin read at four months old. And Jonathan, when did you first meet Blowfly? Like, how did you first meet Blowfly? Through research? What were you researching? Well, I, I've had, uh, I had a Blowfly album that I bought when I was in high school. Oh, well, Jonathan, can you speak up just a tiny bit more? That will be really great. Blowfly is no problem speaking loud. You're great being loud, aren't you, Blowfly? Are you always loud on stage, Blowfly? Always have been, because back in the days, the 50s and the early 60s, 
they had them bad PA system. The mics would go out. And all the artists just got mad and went off stage. And I was telling people, shut your ass down. And would still do it without the, the PA system. And so I was used to it. And then James Brown and the, the stuff with him, he had this record called The Big Payback. You remember that? The Big Payback. That's an amazing rock. And I used to mess with him because I said, that's the wrong lyrics. What's the right lyric? Don't, don't, don't. You big gay crack. Oh, you could think I'd stay back. Want to fuck my sister boyfriend? That shit ain't right. Feel the fuck my sister. You said no pussy's tight. Want to suck me off a chicken change? Love her out Johnny Memphis had it all arranged. They'd be on the float because I can do shit on the spur of the moment. I don't need two or three weeks to write it. So they'd always get me to do stuff like that. Jonathan, what were you researching when you came across Blowfly? Well, I had, um, I had a Blowfly album that I got when I was in high school. Um, I got Blowfly's Party when I was in high school. And I didn't know anything about Clarence or Blowfly or, or anything like that. So I was just, I was just doing a, I did literally a Google search about him, and I found out that he was still making records and still touring. And uh, so I called up. Um, his manager at the time, his manager is this guy, Tom Bowker, and I called him and I said, how do you feel about doing a movie together? And he said, come on down to Miami and let's meet and you can meet Blowfly and we'll talk about it. So there's a movie out now called Blowfly, the, what is it called exactly? The Weird World of Blowfly? Or was there another Blowfly movie before then? Was well, there... well, the first one I did with Jimmy Maslin called The Twisted World of Blowfly. That's what Isaac Hayes is on in and on uh, a uh, bunch of stars, Flea the Chili Peppers and everything. And the one that I did with Andy Berry in uh, Indianapolis called uh, Daddy's Dinner Thieves. It was, it's, it's good, too. We got a bunch of girls, and I'm, I'm they pimp and shit. And worked out. They killed them on the end by setting a TV set on my head. But one I'm proud, I'm proud of all of them, but especially the one Jonathan did, because all of that is true. Disgusting as it sounds, all of it is true. And, Jonathan, you're trying to raise some money, aren't you, for this movie? Yeah, we're we're doing a, a, a fundraising campaign on Kickstarter, which is this uh, online way, you know, for people like fans of the movie or fans of Blowfly or just people who are interested in a good story, they can connect with the film and uh, donate. We're trying to raise money so we can distribute it because, of course, we want as many people as possible to see the film um, and hear the music and learn about Blowfly and his his other life as Clarence Reed and. Um, yeah, so we're we're looking for for people to help. Every, everybody who uh, donates to the film gets a, a cool gift as a as a nice reward for participating. Blowfly, I played the song New York City before you came on. What can you tell the people about New York City? The song Clarence Reed's New York City. <laughs> Let me tell you, I was up there with Percy Sledge, and here it's rainy night in Georgia. And I said, "Oh, here with Georgia? You don't know Georgia. I said, I was born and raised in Georgia." So New York City with Jack Taylor and Big Maybell, I did set for the Road Jack Records that my name wasn't on it because I'm signed to Henry and everything. And it'd be raining. I said, I got this song. I heard men say it's not a lonely night or day in New York City. Pretty girls everywhere when you're on Times Square in New York City. In the studio. But there's only one girl there for me, and I love the soul. But the little girl walked out on me for someone she wanted more. Oh, they loved it. My boys are shot because I got this cold. It's an amazing tune, and it's from a compilation CD that was put out. What was the name of that CD? And people, can they buy it still? I can't think of it. There have been so many I do, and 
and the people said, uh, you, Clarence Reed, look like the same person. I said, it's easy to get a talented person when you already know their talent and work with them and do things for them. I said, but it like me. I met this little girl. She was very polytrained. She played a lot. And I come up with girls, can't do what the guys do, and cut on it, and it was better right. After that, girls can't do what guys do. I did clean up woman. Everybody wanted a recorder. And then there was a little boy that used to come out at TK and hang around, and nobody would pay him any attention. And I did, everybody, sound your funky horn, which I wrote and produced the first one. After that, he became Casey in the Sunshine Band. Everybody, all the big people could help him, you know. And it's later in West Palm Beach. Nobody would talk to her. I got a record on the song called Sexy Baby. Good loving daddy. Let me be your rock and share. These Gwen McCray, all of them sold millions. You know, so and working with young kids, which I was an expert at, you can't tell them to don't play no more. I'd make a game out of it. You wanna eat some buggers from the Lion King those and go to a movie? Yeah. Okay, well you have to learn this song. You can't do it. I know you can't do it. Yes, we can. Everybody else would get mad and fuss at them because they play what kids like to play. You don't stop them from playing. Blowfly, you're live on the Nardwarta Human Serviette Radio Show with Jonathan Fermansky, who's just put together a movie called The Weird World of Blowfly. Now, Jonathan, you say that Blowfly might be the world's first rap-recorded artist. What do you mean by that? 1965, Blowfly, the first rap song ever. I thought it really was the first rap song. What are you talking about there, Jonathan? Well, I mean, I you know, I the thing is, is that you know, there's it's so hard to um, to prove because there's no copies of this song available that we were able to find anymore. And Clarence could probably talk a lot more about it, you know, about what it was. But what we do know is that Clarence was writing rap songs and he was recording rap songs long before you know all the people who get the most of the credit for it. Um, and even though we can't find this one record that was recorded in 1965, a version of Rap Dirty. That came out in Germany, if I if I remember correctly. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah. Then, uh, but uh, but Clarence was was recording that music, you know, in the '60s when most people give uh, the credit to the '70s. And you're still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwarta Human Serviette Radio Show. And if anybody has any questions for Clarence Reed, Blowfly, or Jonathan, it's 604-822-2487, 604-UBC-CITR, or you can also tweet at... In uh, Nardwarta, one more thing. When I recorded that, it wasn't 60, it was, it was 1959. And Sugar here again wasn't even born, and her mammy was wearing diapers. Pampers had been admitted. And like Chris Christopherson, they got in a little argument with him on the beach around uh, Jackie Gleason's old place. Blah, 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 blah. I said, y'all were saying good buddy. Yeah, there's an old man over there. Call him good buddy. Watch him. He said, what's happening, good buddy? That was mad. What is he getting mad about? I said, apparently, Chris, you don't know what you're talking about. Your good buddy is a male friend who will lick your butthole and swallow your cum. That's originally good buddy. You call yourself on the Kluka clan there, and you don't know this. You know, so I did rap dirty, then was back to Trump, because that's a big 10-4 good buddy, you know. 
Blowfly, I first heard of you through a guy in Ottawa called Tom who played in a band called Furnace Face. He turned me on to Blowfly, and I couldn't believe how amazing it was, Blowfly. Just... I'd never seen, heard anything like it because a lot of visuals involved in Blowfly. So I had to stuck in my mind so that every rapper I talked to after I saw this record, I had to ask about Blowfly. And the first rapper that I really asked Blowfly about was DJ Quick from Los Angeles. Yep. And this is what he said about you, Blowfly. I was curious there, DJ Quick. What can you tell us about Blowfly here? This is, is this the idol. first oh, rapper? This is my idol. Of course oh. he is. If it wasn't for him, I would have never wrote Black... Can y'all edit? Yes. I would have never wrote Sweet Black Pussy had I not heard this guy. Wow. Weird world. And how do you... This, this is pristine, man. That's a reissue of Blowfly. So what can you tell the people about Blowfly and the influence on DJ Quick? Blowfly might be my uncle or something. He, like, started rap. He claims he started rap. Um, in a sense, he did. I mean, because he was doing it, like, like early 70s. Like, like when we get whoopings for listening to these records, he was doing it then. You know what I mean? And then Curtis Blow came out. That was, like, the second rapper I knew about. But Blowfly was the first rapper I ever heard. What do you think about that, Blowfly? DJ Quick. <laughs> my friend, when I was going to L.A., I said, it's quick. And Jim was trying to get some people to play on that video in that movie. He mentioned Blowfly, and they all shot for surprise when a flea of the chili peppers and, and uh, a whole kind of people. Isaac Hayes come over there, and that's when I did a funky party and everything. Who's the guy who's dick it hard every time he had faggot parts? Chef! He loved it. We also have a question here from Facebook to you, Flo, from Facebook to you, Blowfly, and it's from McGill, and he wonders, who do you consider the best West Coast rapper, and who do you consider the worst West Coast rapper? Oh, Lord. (laughs) Well, Quick would have to be in the top. He would have to be one of them. And... Luther Campbell them would, would, would be in there. And I heard some of my mother guys, <laughs> I won't call no name, but they know who they are. Rap is taken from the word rapid. You can't go out there, yo, bro, baby, bye, the day, the day, that bye, bye, baby, the day, the day. That ain't rapping. That's slow talking. Rapping is this is blow fly to mat some class gonna suck some toe to your ass boys and girls and move like and bag it. Rapping here till your ass get ragged. Take it from the word rapid, as in rapid fire. They say, that was gunfire. What kind of gunfire? Tone, tone. Single shot. That was rapid fire. And a lot of the rappers think they can rap. They can't. They take that slow beat so they can moan, but you got to be able to do that shit fast. We it makes people laugh, and I said, you, best way to do that, like Otis Redding used to come to the night beat in Miami here and wouldn't go on, and Clyde Killen was sent by my mother said, Junior, you were supposed to be at the night beat? I said, no. Well, somebody, um, Clyde Killen down there. I said, oh, Lord, and I get dressed and get in the cab, and they'll take me back in the dressing room, and before Otis Redding gone, I would have to sing to him, shitting in the morning, son. I'll be shitting till the evening come, watching my turds fall in. Then I t- watch him float away again, shitting off the dock of the bay, and he'll just crack up. <laughs> I go home with $200, and people's on the show ain't making that, and I ain't spent about 20 minutes in there. And we have a caller. Caller, are you there? Caller, are you there? 
Hello, caller, are you there? Go ahead to Blowf Caller, are you there? I'm here. Oh, no, I know you're there, Blowf. And Jonathan, are you still there? I am still here. And Caller, if you are there, please go ahead. If you're not there, please phone back, Caller. Jonathan, but, I would have... I, I was just going to say, uh, Blowfly, you're a big fan of iced tea, aren't you? Iced tea is a West Coast rapper. I've got to talk a little louder, too, because I can be here. Iced tea is one of my favorite people. And he's in your movie, and I noticed there, Jonathan, that you guys were interviewed by PBS. Now, Blowfly, Jonathan, were there ever problems with Blowfly getting sued at all, like by Sesame Street? Uh, I guess that's, that's probably a better question for Blowfly than for me. I know he's been sued in the past, but uh, Blowfly could probably answer that better than I could. Any problems at all with Sesame Street, Blowfly? <laughs> I'm still, I'm, that's, I'm still a big kid in cartoon, cause I written my own thing, cartoon from the womb of Daffy Duck. Whenever he was around Buzz Bunny, he get fucked. Simon Sam said, "Why but his shoes and a carrot cause a dick is like a twig." Duck, what you need to do is fuck Pokey Pig. He got no ass. Cartoon from the womb. I got all of them in there. Cartoon from the womb was Snow White. I pushed her super loose where it used to be tight. She was America's favorite ambulance. She got caught giving head and swallowing cum for them bats of dwarf. Everybody just cracked up. They couldn't believe that. Most artists, the rappers and stuff and the entertainers, they don't want to hear no kids stuff. But I take them little kids and come in old. Call me a name. Bring your little crumb crushing, school rushing, liver lipping, class skipping, book hunking, Matt flunking, tater chip eating, no reading, body smelling. No, they love that. And it's dirty without being dirty. So I'm used to being around kids. And we're speaking here to Jonathan Fermansky and Blowfly from the weird world of Blowfly, a new movie that's out there, blowflymovie.com. And as I mentioned, everybody... Oh, hey, yes. Way, it's blowflyfilm.com. Oh, blowflyfilm.com. And as I mentioned, every rapper and every person I come in contact with that I think might know Blowfly, I asked them about, I also came across weird... Al Blowfly, and this is what Weird Al Yankovic, speaking about taking other people's songs, said about you, Blowfly. I had to ask about Blowfly. Blowfly, are Blowfly. you for? What can you I tell? I used to shave his uncle. What can you tell the people about Blowfly? He is on Weird World Record. Uh-huh. I, I, I've, uh, I haven't heard a lot of Blowfly's material, but I've heard him described as an X-rated Weird Al Yankovic. Which I was wondering about. Would you ever do any weird parodies? Would you ever do any weird X-rated parodies, or have you done them Weird Al? But, but then people would confuse me with Blowfly. And, you know, we, we get confused on the street all the time. You know, a lot of times I'd be walking down the street and people go, Hey, Blowfly! And I go, No, no, no. Blowfly looks like this. I, I bring this album cover along with me so I can show the difference. This is me, this is Blowfly, and this is Blowfly's friend. But they do have some similarities. They do. Al and Blowfly do Blowfly. have some similarities, don't they, Al? Yes, less than a syllable apart. Well, the similarities, for instance, Blowfly takes a song, Sitting on the Dock of the Bay, Bay? and turns it into Shitting on the Watching my great dock big the Bay. He got in big trouble from Otis Wedding's Rife, but then, believe it or not, you know what happened? <laughs> well, what happened to Otis Wedding's Rife? Well, they Blowfly was able to show a picture of him and Otis Redding together, and everything was well, okay. You can do anything with Photoshop these days. Weird Al, Blowfly has a message for you. I contacted Blowfly, and he has a message for you. Let's hear it right now. This is Blowfly's message, Weird Al. 
hell? Would you do a split single with us and finally unite the two weird parody artists? He did not say that. Yes, he did. Give me, let me see that. He did, right there, right there. I contacted You're Blowfly. You're right. You're right. I contacted Blowfly. So would you like to address Blowfly at all? Blowfly, have your peeps talk to my peeps. We'll do lunch. We're going to do something that get our will. And your name, they don't have it straight. Your name is not Weird Al Yankovic. It's real Al Yankovic, and you done yanked some bitches. Whoopi Goldbergs overuse, Pentecost discharge, you yank Madonna's womb with his honor. Glory, Espon, Pussy Horn, Britney Spears, Pussy Tears. And thanks to you, Oprah Winter have unemployed him, Blowfly, are you any closer now to working with Weird Al? Are you any closer to working with Weird Al? Well, he one of the only people that I know he could call me, but Blowfly, your ticket and plane ticket there. I need you to come do some shit in the studio with me, see just think I would go. Don't work out no deal to hell with the deals and all that stuff. I would do it. That's how special Weird Al is. Blowfly, what about Otis Redding's wife? I was trying to tell Weird Al about that. Otis Redding's wife. What can you tell the people about Otis Redding's wife and yourself? <laughs> well, she's trying to be all right and everything, but she did, you know, and she got other people that stole money and stuff and messing them. But when I come out with shitting on the dock of the bay, she wanted to sue me for it. And everybody loved it. And the reason I did it was because Otis Redding would say, why don't you do some one of my songs? So I did, doom, 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 and he loved it. And you're like still... Jane Brown, doom, 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 the big gay crack. He used to crack up when I do that. And you're still listening to the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show on CITR, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. If you have any questions for Blowfly, it's 604-822-2487, 604-UBC-CITR, or you can also tweet at Nardwar, N-A-R-D-W-U-A-R. Now, I'm also going to play a clip right now here from another gentleman that I think you worked with Blowfly. Here he is, right from me to you. It's JJ Jimmy Walker. I wanted to ask you there, JJ Jimmy oh, Walker, oh, about a few other groups and stuff. This gentleman oh, right here. What is this? Blowfly. I do know Blowfly, actually, and uh, he's a guy that uh, is a pretty low comic. He's lower than Red Fox, actually, and I do know this guy. He's been around for a long time, and. Uh, he does kind of a X-rated kind of humor, not for me, thank you. But he's still around now. He's still around, definitely. This guy knows everybody. I put my album out, which is much more better. And then Rudy Ray Moore. But yeah, definitely. Come on, give Blowfly fly some props. Blowfly Disco, come on, did it, did it, did it to your satisfied. That's enough of <laughs> Blowfly. Cheeks, girl, I have the best lean right here. Got in a big lawsuit with them, but we wouldn't. When did you work with J.J.? What do you remember about J.J., Jimmy Walker, oh, Kid Dynamite? Oh, talented. And he's cool, too. What I really love about him that a lot of us don't have, in the middle of all shit, because I don't care who you are, it's going to be good and it's going to be bad. He's like me. I'd be smiling. Why is he smiling? There was song, Smile When You Feel It. If you can smile, you can beat all the bullshit. And everybody have bullshit in their, in their, in their life. And we have a caller. Caller, are you there? Yeah, hi, Nardwar. Go ahead to Blowfly, caller. Yo, Blowfly, I would love to hear more about uh, James Brown and, and anything you have to tell me that uh, 
I'd, oh, I'd love to hear oh, some Okay, let me ask you all a question, you fans and y'all, especially you. Yeah. Do you know what the worst disease in the world is from the Bible days? The worst disease? It's not the Red Death. It's niggerogative. Now, I know what you think of. What the hell is niggerogative? It's a virus when you catch it. No matter how high your IQ, you do dumb shit. Oh, I and think I these are the people who have it. Everybody's talking, talking all about R. Kelly. Why don't you motherfuckers let me live? Call me freaking super mean and won't fuck no bitch over 13. It's my nigga Rock, a dear at me and dollar they took with like that. And he said, if you think I'm a real shitty witness, wait until you check out a witness. I can't. Everybody's talking, talking all about Whitney Houston. Why don't you let me and Bobby Lee call me a crackhead, be able to go for having drugs in LeBron at the airport. The bitch goes to the airport and forget to take a kilo to crack out. <laughs> Excellent. Caller, <laughs> any other questions at all for Blowfly? No, just uh, anything about, uh, you know, did he meet Bootsy or, like, uh, hang out with the, anyone from the James Brown people? That'd be cool. Um, thanks a lot. I love your show, Nardward. Thank you, caller. And do Wait, do it. Don't let him go yet. Okay. I'm getting this message from Michael Jackson. Yes, Michael, I do it. And Michael wanted me to sing this to you before you go. All right. You think you're a man, but you're nothing but a boy. That little dick you got, it's just a toy. Why don't you look beneath a dress and find the real McCoy and eat it? <laughs> eat it. Her pussy's ready. Oh, can't you tell? Just enough to make you want to ring a bell. It's really not so bad what you get that's the smell and eat it. Just spread our thighs apart and eat it. Let me tell you how they're treated. It doesn't matter if she has a rotten smelling tush. It doesn't matter if it never been dush. Just eat it. Michael, I don't think you're going to do it, but I told him. Right. Okay. Right. Everything's all right. Well, thank you, caller, and do 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 And you're still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show, 604-822-2487, 604-UBC-CITR. If you have any questions for Blowfly or Jonathan Fermansky, who is still on the line, are you still there, Jonathan? I'm still here. And and y'all fans out there, call Jonathan, and he'll tell you how to do it, and chip in and send some spread to help the movie put out. Because if y'all don't, this is what's going to happen to you. Heapers, cheapers, devil's tea. You're going to find some blowfly maggots where your sex organ used to be. It's going to get real weird right from the start. Because every time you see that nigga President Obama's butt on TV, it'll get real hard. <laughs> Jonathan, in the movie, you have both Jello Biafra and Chuck D. And we had a tweet question from Matt. And Matt was wondering about Jello Biafra. What can you tell about Jello Biafra's involvement with the movie, Jonathan? Well, you know, Jello, um, you know, he, his, al- or his uh, record label, Alternative Tentacles, put out two Blowfly albums, Fahrenheit 69 and uh, Punk Rock Party. So when we were shooting um, Blowfly's concert in San Francisco um, a couple years ago, Jello was there, and Jello performed on stage with Blowfly. They yeah, did sure, really yeah, awesome come up then. Yeah, they do the, uh, an awesome version of R. Kelly in Cambodia, um, and which is a spinoff, of course, of the Dead Kennedys song, Holiday in Cambodia. And 
you know, Jello, I guess, you know, he's always been, or he, he has been a longtime fan of Blowfly, so he was more than happy to, you know, to participate and help out with the film. And we have a great conversation between Blowfly and Clarence, I mean, Blowfly and Jello talking about religion and, and, you know, what it means and all that kind of stuff. It didn't make it into the movie, but we're hoping that it'll be a special feature on the DVD. And Chuck D made it into the movie, and Chuck D's partner is Flavor Flav. So when <laughs> I spoke yeah. to Flavor Flav, I had to ask Flavor Flav all about Blowfly. Flavor Flav, you have the song Fight the Power. Now, was Fight the Power apparently inspired by this gentleman right here, Blowfly? No. Chuck D has said... I don't think so. Chuck D said that Fight the Power was directly inspired by Blowfly's rap. Wow, yeah? Well, you know what? That's something that I didn't know, but then again, see, Chuck knows best because he's the one that wrote the record. Flavor Flav. Blowfly? Shoot, come on, man. I'm a big fan of Blowf Blowfly. You know what I'm That's saying? 1863, where all these niggas existed. <laughs> Chuck D, though, he does give Blowfly props in the movie, right, Jonathan? Yeah, he gives big props to Blowfly. He tell, he says that Blowfly is a guy who inspired him to be able to kind of like think in controversial ways. And what Blo what the, what uh, Chuck was talking about, you know, was that you know in this line where he says in Fight the Power, where he says motherfuck him and uh, John Wayne is, uh, you know, inspired by the line from Rap Dirty where he says, motherfuck you and Muhammad Ali, um, you know, a redneck in a bar says that to Blowfly in the song. Blowflyfilm.com, the music rights for the movie. It's so awesome that all the music is by Blowflies, by you, Blowfly. Jonathan, you have all Blowflies music in there. How many LPs are there represented in the movie, Jonathan? Oh, my God, I don't even know. <laughs> um, I, I would have to think for a minute about that. I mean, I, I, Blowfly has something like 25 albums out, um, and we pulled songs from at least at least 12, at least 12 of those albums. Was it hard to get permission to use the older songs? Because Blowfly, I understand, you don't own all your older songs. Was it hard to get rights for those? Like, for instance, did you have to ask Beyonce for permission? <laughs> yeah, Beyonce. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, actually, we, uh, you know, yeah. we, we were very lucky. Um, everybody that we spoke to about using music in the film, they, uh, once we told them what the film was about and about Clarence Reed and about Blowfly, they were very supportive, very understanding, you know, that this was a, you know... Hey, a, guys, a my, my boys are cracking up, too. I'm going to have to go and arrest my boys. Are you okay, Blowfly? Oh, my boys is cracking up. I'm going to have to can you finish up. Can you hold on for a few more minutes? Boys. Are you still okay for a few more minutes? Because we, we have a question for you from D. Biscuits, who says, Blowfly, how do you stay so young? Well, there's one thing I do that people, all I'm shocked about, they call it Blowfly, the biggest freak and all that stuff. The things I never did, and I used to get my ass kicked by my grandmother then for not doing some of them. You see, no fish, it smells like undue chili to pussy. No rabbit, squirrel. Never drink no alcohol, beverage, and smoke no cigarettes. And I, you know, and I played with kids. I would get kids and teach them how to be bad by not being bad. Bad like we gonna need some burgers. Bam 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 bam. Digging burgers on the floor. Bam bam bam. Digging burgers on the floor. And they love to do that. 
Blowfly, another rapper that I encountered along the way in my own Blowfly quest. Again, we're speaking here live to Blowfly and Jonathan Fermansky from the movie The Weird World of Blowfly was Schnoop Doggy Dog. And the first time that I brought up Blowfly to Schnoop Doggy Dog, he actually stole my Blowfly and Richard Pryor records. Here's a clip. Blowfly, what can you tell the people about Blowfly? DJ Quick is down with Blowfly. Me too. Uh, Rap Dirty, Blowfly's Convoy, uh, the uh, Electronic Pussy, uh, uh, what else is on here? Sesame Street, Batman Sign, One Less Dick, Tom Jones Show. Blowfly is a legend, man. He was one of him and Rudy Ray Moore. Well, they had, they had records back in the days. They used to be at my house, and they used to be up under the uh, component set. And my moms would leave. I'd slap them on, listen to what they say, and just have a ball listening to them, man. This is another record I'm taking from you. Actually, there's no album in that one. You'll just... I just need the cover. Do you remember that blowfly? Afterwards, I tried to hook you up with Snoop, and you were waiting by the phone for Snoop's phone call? Yep, and I got this, rap, this record. I just got through cutting about Snoop, and it says he... At the beginning, our God showed dogs a little love when he stated a cat with his right-hand glove. All men may be dogs, but it only one that matters. To learn who it is, check out my magic platter. Snoop the dog of all dogs, check it out. Even the hound from hell don't have the dick he's got. Snoop the dog of all dogs, check out the stat. He got too much power for your pussycat. Like Venus William, powerful surge. All dogs have gotten on a pussy nerve. Take should check out Snoop Dogg on the coat. Snoop rap McDina's pussy just blow and blow because he's the dog of all that everybody loves that. I got the wicked witch in there and everything. Blowfly, live on the Nardwarder Human Serviette Radio Show. Just quickly, have a few other clips here I want to play you. After Snoop Doggy Dog stole my records, I remember I had a chance to get you to record a message to Snoop Doggy Dog, and I played it for him the next time that I saw Snoop Doggy Dog. And I was asking Snoop Dogg, why do you always steal my records? And in the background, I had a video playing with you on it. And this is what it sounded like. Here is Blowfly's message to Snoop Dogg for taking my record. And here we go. Snoop, you remember you snow my fucking record dog? You are a fucking dysenterian, bone-bearing, tea-catching, police-scratching, laxy-racing, ho-chasing, no growling, full-moon howling, no listen, fighting, pissing, no barking, bone-hawking, collar-carrying, hound-marrying, cat-beating, apple-eating, poor excuse for major mud. Your breath smell like undouche lasher, but I'm out of the cut. In exactly 13 days from now, Snoop, you're going to look down and find a beautiful pussy where your little dick used to be. To the rescue, Bluefly sticking up for me, Snoop Doggy Dog. Well, shit, that's some OG shit right there, because Blowfly is a real motherfucker. You know what I'm talking about? And this is the real McCoy. Come on and join Blowfly's convoy. So are you ever going to sing with Blowfly on the stage? He wants you to sing with him on stage, the convoy. I want to I wanna get down with Blowfly. Blowfly, I want to get in the studio with you, make some music with you, and do it big with you. You're one of the artists that I'm looking forward to working to. I always wanted to get down with you. And remember also, you mess with Nardwarder Human Serviette, and Blowfly will come after to you, Snoop. What's going to happen in 13 days, eh? I'm going to leave you alone because I don't want that to happen, man. I don't want Uncle Blowfly to put that curse on me.
Snoop wrapped my parents' pussy, but get his own age because he's the dog of my dog. Check out the stats. Blowfly. <laughs> the is gone, guys. Oh, this, we have one last clip here. Their blowfly to play for you. I was going to say, did you ever hook up with Snoop? I think you did on a bus, didn't you? You eventually did finally hook up with Snoop Doggy Dog, didn't you? I think so. And this is what Snoop said the last time I talked to him. Again, me, Nardware to Human Serviette, I'm so influenced by you, Blowfly, that every time I talk to somebody, I have to bring up Blowfly. So I talked to Snoop another time, another time, just recently, this past year, and this is what, well, 2010, this is what Snoop Doggy Dog said. Speaking of dirty things, Snoop Doggy Dog, Blowfly, you finally met him. Years ago, here in the Metropolitan Hotel in 2002, I showed you my Blowfly record, which you took. I had to take it because, I mean, Blowfly Clarence Reed is a favorite of mine, and he's been in my household since I was a kid. So I finally fucking met him, you know, via you putting me back in the world of loving Blowfly again. I met Tom, Uncle Tom, his drummer, and... um he came to my show and he hung out with me for about four or five hours and we just had a great time he talked to me he rapped to me he talked shit about everybody that was with me i mean he was just the guy that i thought he was it finally happened you met snoop doggy dog blowfly yeah yep and he is special and i like him like i do myself because he can take bullshit and just tune it out the other rappers oh my god they go wild and shit Shit gonna be good and it's gonna be bad. You got to be able to take all the shit with the same attitude. And Blowfly, we have one last Facebook question for you from Dollar Bill. Dollar Bill asks, are you more proud of Blowfly's songs or Clarence Reed's songs? And also, he was wondering about Willie Little Beaver in the days of TK, and he also wondered how many costumes you have. So a three-part question. Are you more proud of Blowfly or Clarence Reed's songs? What about the early days of TK and Little Beaver, and how many costumes do you have? <laughs> well, well, Blowfly really started in the country. And I'm proud of Blowfly and Clarence Reed, of course, Clarence Reed. But Blowfly, a lot of people know it existed before Clarence Reed because I'm a little black boy, about six years old, in the Kluger Clan area. And my grandmother wanted why to come pick me up and take me with him. And the niggas, in the crackers ain't making up but three dollars a day. That's if you good. I would come back with about forty or fifty dollars. And then she was wondering, well, why are they giving her the money? She said, because he's a dirty little bastard, but we love it. I would take Grandpa Jones. They call him that good old mountain Jew, do, and I change it to. They call him that good old mountain Jew. He gave life to dead pussies who life went through. Hoes will have come on that mug after deep bone in the plug of that good old mountain Jew. My old uncle Orrick had a knot on his joint, filled with maggots and made a sex like blue. But the maggots all ass are taking dick up the ass from that good old mountain Jew, and they love that. How many costumes do you have, Blowfly? Well, none now, because I broke off with Tom, and he screwed up them. So, but, they got back, but they liked it with the mask and the cape, and I did it from way back there and everything. I put the mask on so they wouldn't know who I was in the first place. But then they knew it the same, you know, at the same time and everything. And lastly, Blowfly, Jonathan, who has interviewed many people for your movie, also interviewed some of your ex-wives, your girlfriend. What, did, what was that like, having your family interviewed about blowfly and stuff. He really did some digging, didn't he? 
Me? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I always been easy to get rid of. I married Patricia Reed. She's a nice person. And a little trouble ahead of the son, Clarence Reed Jr. And uh, Tracy. And Tracy was the second leading scorer in the WNBA that time. Favorite Miami team of Miami Soul behind Cheryl Swoops and everything. And this is funny when they pat Riley. Tracy? Yes. Tracy Reed? Yeah. Uh, your dad is Clarence Reed? Yeah. Good. We want to get him to sing the national anthem. That's the true. And she cracked up. He said, what's the plan? Okay, forget it. And he said, no, I, I'll check it out. And he told my mother, them, and, they, and the neighbor said, well, that shit, y'all should be proud. You want Clarence to sing the national anthem? My mother said, you don't know my son. He's also a blowfly. And he get it to my marina to my, oh, say, can you see all this dick God gave to me, which I keep buried in some bitch tail by her twilight's last cream, man. I sure was going to do it. I know I was going to go to jail when I come out, but they couldn't hold me. Well, thanks so much, Blowfly, for calling into the Nardwarta Human Survey radio show. And Jonathan, maybe you can stick on the line. We'll let Blowfly go, but Jonathan, are you still okay to stick on the line? Yeah, no problem. And Blowfly, anything else you want to add to the people out there at all about Blowfly, about this neat documentary that is about to be unleashed upon the world that needs a bit of funding? What do you all do? of it is true, disgusting as it is. Why should people care about Blowfly? Why should people care, Blowfly? Because I care about people, people that I'm mad with, the rappers of my hip, like uh, those groups, this, this ben, Spaniards one day, <laughs> Curtis Mayfield. <laughs> I helped them out when, you, you know, in the time, and Gerald Butler and them. And so I always care. I can be mad as hell with a girl or a guy and see they need something, I'd help them. See, I'm mad with them. Other people ain't like that, you know. And you learn so much stuff in the movie, too. Like, I never knew that you wrote for Sam and Dave. That was great. The first song I had with him, Have No Fear. I may walk with another. I may even talk with another. But I have no fear. My love belongs to you. That before they came. Like I said, it's what who do things first. Nobody would go cared about them before that. After we come out with that, then everybody and Isaac Hayes them took them to Memphis and cut them. But they didn't do it before Clarence Reed cut the first song on them. Well, thanks so much, Blowfly. Keep on rocking in the free world and do... With, before I go, let me leave, y'all. For your mother and Jonathan's mother, I saw Jonathan and Nard Ward fucking Santa Claus underneath the river stole last night. What a shock it's going to be when I let your mama see pictures of you and Jonathan but fucking Santa Claus. Last night. <laughs> Love you guys. See you later. Well, thanks so much, Blowfly, and do do the loot do. Bomb bomb. <laughs> All right, talk to you later. Bye. All the best. And we're still here live with Jonathan Fermansky, director of the Weird World of Blowfly. The Weird World of Blowfly. And if you have any questions for Jonathan, 604-822-2487, 604-UBC-CITR, and it is blowflyfilm.com. Yes, blowflyfilm.com. Blowflyfilm.com. you got an amazing trailer up there as well. Jonathan, oh, yes, I love the trailer. It's really great. It looks so great. What did you shoot the movie on? It's so clear. Uh, we, we shot on one of the newer Sony high-definition cameras. Um, I think the EX-1 to be specific. But, yeah, we shot it in 
high definition. One of the great things about you know all of these new cameras coming out is that it's easy to get, it's easier to get a big, a good picture. You know, without uh, you know a giant crew of people, and we were able to be very small and you know stick us stick ourselves in the corner and just shoot whatever happened. It was great in your movie that you were able to look deep into Blowfly, Clarence Reed's past, and talk to the TK guys. What can you tell the people about the TK record label? It was neat that they know who the Dave Dead Kennedys were. Uh, I, um, I'm sorry, what would you say about the Dead Kennedys? Well, I was saying the guys from TK Records knew who Jello was. They knew the Dead Kennedys. I thought that was neat. The oh, legendary... Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, it's... it's. Um, I mean, of course, TK Records was this um, record label from Miami back in the late 60s through the 70s. Um, and uh, they had everybody from Clarence Reed and Blowfly. Um, oh, Blowfly was on a subsidiary label. But they had Betty Wright and Gwen McRae, and their their big uh, act was Casey and the Sunshine Band. And uh, Clarence was kind of like the the central figure at TK. You know, he was writing and producing and uh, performing on you know almost every record that came out of that label at the time. And um, so now, I mean, you know, these guys, you know, who worked with Clarence and uh, back in the '70s and the '60s, you know, they followed his career a little bit, and they know that he has generated this whole new generation of fans, you know, like Jello Biafra um, and uh, other people, you know, that uh, that really love his, his work and his music. So everybody's kind of stayed connected in that way. How would you describe the look of Blowfly? He has very long fingernails. Did he have long fingernails in the 1960s? I don't know. You know, I mean, the, the, photograph, the photographic evidence says that he did not. Um, but you know, it's not. Um, I love the. I, I, I love the say, idea that you say specifically. I love that. I, I love that you. I love. No, I love that you. Here, I am interrupting you. Sorry, but I love that you have looked for photographic evidence about his fingernails. That's awesome. That needed to be investigated, didn't it? Well, we. I mean, we always tried to get like an explanation for what was up with these very long, you know, like uh, Emperor Ming fingernails and. Um, uh, I never really got a good one. I'm, I'm not exactly sure why, you know, Clarence does it, but, uh, but he's been doing it for a long time, and I suppose there's some kind of, you know, power thing attached to them now. You got Ice-T, you got Chuck D. Any communications with Snoop Doggy Dog? From the clips I played, he's a huge fan. He's a huge fan, and we reached out to Snoop. Um, it never worked out. You know, we were never able to kind of connect, um, which is too bad. I'm sure he would have love to be in the movie and we would have loved to have him but um you know uh we like i said we tried and, and it just didn't happen the weird world of blowfly is the name of the film jonathan fermansky is the director blowfly just left us where is blowfly right now is he in florida miami yeah he's in miami he lives in miami he's been in miami for i mean since he was about 13 he's been living in miami so uh he lives in uh north uh, hialeah in the neighborhood north of Miami. In the movie, Blowfly is eating something at a Seattle hotel. It's a great close-up. What is going on there? Is that the Blowfly sexual sandwich? Well, I don't know if I can do it justice over the radio. Uh, maybe, I mean, I guess you have to see the film to really, you know, know exactly what goes on when Blowfly prepares his food. You know, it's a, it's a very ritualistic, um, very specific process, and he 
he takes his, I mean, he was eating McDonald's food at the time, which was kind of like a, you know, a, a mash of a whole bunch of different McDonald's items. And he was covering them with syrup and jelly and sugar and all this stuff and kind of an endless parade of sweeteners. And then, you know, eating it, you know, and enjoying it. And then Blowfly goes to Germany and gets down with the pizza. How is the pizza in Germany? Well, I, I think the pizza in Germany is fine. You know, I think Blowfly's problem with the pizza was just he didn't want it put anywhere where anybody could be fucking with it. You know, he was, he was very sensitive about what he eats, um, and he just didn't want anybody messing with his food. Who was the dancer or seamstress in Germany that was traveling with Blowfly? She was awesome. Oh yeah, that's a that's a a, a woman named Suzanne Levy, um, and she uh, is a burlesque dancer. She um, was she's great. She's uh, had done other tours with Blowfly before um, we were we did that one that we filmed with them, and so she was a you know a big fan of his and and um, was really eager to be uh, a part of it. And she was great. She was uh, she was she was very exceptional. Where's the intro for the movie? Where was the studio? The intro, you mean when he's when they're recording the new songs? Yes. Yeah, that's at um, a place called uh, City, of, uh, City of Progress Studios in Miami, which is uh, run by this guy, DJ Spam, who's a musician in, uh, as well, and he's recorded a lot of the uh, kind of newer blowfly material. It's a great-looking studio with all those vinyl records all around. Yeah, there's thousands of them. It's kind of a crazy amount of uh, a crazy amount of material, and he has an entire box devoted to Clarence Reed and Blowfly. And Jonathan Fromansky, your movie, The Weird World of Blowfly, BlowflyFilm.com, has a lot of silence in it, and then a lot of fighting as well. I love the silence and the fighting. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the silence, you know, I guess is there. Uh, I mean, I, I, there, there are a number of reasons why we use kind of like the slower moments and the quieter moments. We wanted to really kind of show what Blowfly's life is really like today. Um, and the fighting is, you know, I mean, Clarence is, a, you know, we, there, he's, a, he's a big personality, and big personalities sometimes clash. And uh, his former manager, Tom, is also a big personality, so they sometimes clashed and you know of course at the end of the day they were there to make music and to perform and all that kind of stuff but every now and then you know it's like uh and any any group of bandmates you know after you spend a certain amount of time in a closed space you know you're going to have some conflict what do you mean his former manager tom tom's no longer involved as far as i know they're not working together anymore yeah um i don't know the details i wasn't really involved in any of that but uh that that's as, as i understand it when is the last time you talked to him to Tom? Yes. Uh, I've, I've exchanged a, a bunch of emails with Tom over the last few months. So Tom and I are still in contact, but uh, um, he, and, he and Clarence are no longer working together. I asked Bluefly about this. What was it like talking to his ex-girlfriends, ex-wives, etc.? Um, you know, everybody that I spoke to, they were all very eager to be a part of the movie. I think because they knew that um, Clarence has a legacy in music that needs to be known and understood and so everybody was really you know you know i mean of course you know whatever happened you know for their breakups or whatever that was you know 40 45 years ago and no, no one's holding those grudges anymore and everybody was very willing to talk about you know what happened and why you know it didn't work out or whatever but for the most part i mean what people really wanted to do is they really wanted to support clarence they wanted to support blowfly 
and make sure that his musical legacy is, uh, you know, is seen properly. And I love the story that Bluefly told and tells about his daughter singing the anthem, or sorry, him singing the anthem, or going to <laughs> sing the anthem. Yeah. At the, yeah, yeah. At the WNBA game. Yeah. I mean, I guess for, for better or for worse, I'm not sure that he didn't end up doing that, but we'll never know. Jonathan, your movie, The Weird World of Blowfly, kind of goes real time for a while. Like you're following a tour up to Vancouver, B.C., where I am, but yeah. then there's not too much of Vancouver in there, including me. Who else got cut out of a movie aside from me? <laughs> uh, you know, I, I'm sorry that, uh, that uh, you didn't make it into the film, but uh, I, I guess it's, it's the kind of the always when you have so much story to tell, you know, and you're trying to whittle it down and make sure that it's, you know, you're, you're giving as much information as you can, but you're not, you know, taking too long to kind of say it. It's, it's I, I mean, a, a lot of people didn't make it into the film, uh, unfortunately. A lot of people who put in a lot of effort and they were very helpful and they were very, uh, very generous with their time. You were but, following uh, the tour all the way from like San Francisco or Los Angeles right up the coast. I like that real-time element of it. Yeah, I mean that's you know that's what touring is like, and that was a, an important part of the film is that we show what uh, what it really means to be on tour, especially for a guy at the time. Clarence was 69 years old, and we wanted to show like here's a guy, you know, he's 69, you know, he's going around in a in a van. With, with his bandmates, you know, he's still getting out there, he's still performing, and he's still interested, and he's trying to do it. He's trying to create that, that momentum and, and achieve that success that has kind of eluded him for, his, uh, for most of his career. So now that he's not doing stuff with Tom anymore, in the movie, it talks a little bit about, and the movie is The Weird World of Blowfly. We're speaking to Jonathan Fermansky. We just spoke to Blowfly a couple little while ago's Blowfly film dot com right blowflyfilm.com that's it exactly yeah but it is a documentary though i should say right it is a documentary yes and you are jonathan fermansky right that is exactly right on an art art a human serviette radio show tom is no longer involved tom talks about auto and blowfly and auto do a mummy song has that been released is that music going to continue on who is auto 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 is auto von Schirach, who is a uh uh, I, 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 he's kind of hard to, you know, to categorize. Um, he's kind of an a, a electronic musician from Miami. He's um, very experimental, and he's he's definitely out there. You know, he kind of uh, he likes to work on the in the edges, you know, so to speak. But he so he was a big fan of Blowflies for a long time. And he and Tom knew each other, and so they decided to collaborate on this song, Mummy Fucker. And um, they unveiled it. You know, we were there to film it, thankfully. They unveiled it in Dusseldorf um, at this uh, music festival. And after that, you know, I'm not exactly sure what happened, but I know that the album that they were working on was never finished. And they, uh, as, as far as I know, it hasn't been released either as a single or as a, you know, a, a larger piece of work. I'm not sh it, it hasn't It hasn't come out. What about for the future and Blowfly? Are you guys going to South by Southwest again this year? Is Blowfly performing? No, I, well, I, I can't speak for Blowfly, but uh, I'm not going to be going to South by. We had a great time at South by last year. The movie premiered there. It had its world premiere there. And Blowfly played a show um, at, a, at a local uh, club 
which was great. Beerland, I think, was the name of the club. And uh, we had a really great time, but um, you know, now is the time where we're trying to really get the movie out there so people can see it. And I know Blowfly is doing a tour of the West Coast again uh, this month, so people in uh, California, I'm not exactly sure what cities he's going to. I'm not really involved in it, but if you, uh, you know, do a Google search for Blowfly Tour, you know, I'm sure you can come up with the dates. Who's his band now? Uh, he's working with Norwood. Um, Norwood from Fishbone has put together a band, um, and they're going, uh, I think they're doing five dates together, and they've done some other shows together, so it, I'm sure it's going to be a great show. Jonathan Fromansky, author and creator of the Weird World of Blowfly movie. In the movie, there's some great vintage footage. Was it hard to find that Betty Wright clip? Actually, it was, um, you know, pretty hard to find a lot of that stuff. I mean, Betty um, is one of the more well-known people to come out of the Miami soul scene. So there were a few clips of her, but there weren't a lot of clips of a lot of other people. You know, there, there's some older footage of Clarence perform or Blowfly performing from the late 80s and early 90s, and that was the oldest video footage that we could find of him playing in any capacity. And uh, we tracked down, actually, a TV show that he had been on in 1968, but the producer of the show told us that they had taken those tapes and they had recorded over them, so unfortunately that performance is lost forever. Oh, that's a shame that the oldest is like 89, so there was nothing else, so you couldn't find anything else. We couldn't find anything else. No, I mean, it's. I guess there are probably a couple rocks that we didn't look under, but um, we looked long and hard, and, and uh, 89 was the oldest that we could find. And right now, you're trying to generate some cash for the movie. Maybe you can give that information out to fans of Blowfly right now and non-fans. Yeah, no, what we're, what we're trying to do, you know, where the film is finished, and what we want to do is we want to get it out in the world. And so what we're trying to do is raise money so that we can release it theatrically on DVD, video on demand, digital downloads, every possible platform and every possible market, you know, around the world we're aiming for because we really want to get Clarence and Blowfly's story out there. So if you want to learn more about the film or the fundraising campaign that we're doing, you can go to blowflyfilm.com or you can go to kickstarter.com and you can do a Google search for, or I'm sorry, not a Google, uh, you can do a search on kickstarter.com for Blowfly and the movie will come up. The link is way too long to rattle off here. Uh, but if blowflyfilm.com has all the info and you can see the trailer for the film and see uh, some reviews and more stuff, and hopefully you enjoy it. And the story really is fascinating. We're going to end here on the Nardwari Human Serviette Radio Show with Masterpiece, a Clarence Reed track. He did so many great, great track. tracks, didn't he? What's your favorite Clarence Reed track? Masterpiece is a great one. Is it Chicken Hawk, too? Chicken Talk is a great track. If I, I don't know. If I had to pick one, you know, the, the track that we use at the end of the movie, or one of the tracks we use at the end of the movie, this track called Winter Man, which is a very different kind of Clarence Reed track because it's, it's a little slower and it's a little bit more kind of a somber tone and introspective. Um, it's a definite counterpoint to a lot of the blowfly material, which is lively and, and, and X-rated. Um, and I really just love it. It's, it's a very soulful tune, and, and I have a, a very large spot, you know, in my heart for that one tune. But I, I mean, that is saying that, you know, in knowing that I love so many Clarence Reed songs, there, there, there are a lot of them that are really classic, I think. Maybe you could explain to the people, Jonathan, Clarence Reed versus Blowfly. Was his songs the same at the same time? Like, were they recorded at the same time? 
Um, sometimes, you know, back when he was working with TK Records in Miami in the 70s and Blowfly was first starting to record and appear, um, I think they would, they would record clean material all day and then they would record Blowfly material all night. And um, at the end of, you know, however many sessions they'd have, you know, at least an album's worth of material for both artists. You know, Clarence had stopped doing um, his, uh, his own clean material um, after Blowfly had really taken off, and he was doing more writing and producing for other people. But um, I think they did do a lot of that stuff simultaneously. And as you heard, you know, Clarence can easily switch between, you know, the two personalities. It's hard really to know where Clarence ends and Blowfly begins sometimes. And his Clarence Reed material is totally collectible, isn't it? Like that northern soul stuff. Absolutely. Really, ex- really expensive, right? Um, I don't know if it's expensive. I mean, it's, it's sometimes hard to find just because some of the albums like Running Water or On the Job are a little bit, um, a little bit harder to find because they've been out of print for a while. But um, you, can, you can definitely find them. I was able to actually, I was at a film festival in Belgium, and they had a whole kind of little Clarence Reed section in a record store which I was happy to see, and they had a, um, three or four of his CDs in there. So, so they're definitely out there, and they're worth, they're worth checking out because they're really great. And what's also great is that a lot of um, TV shows and movies are starting to use his material, either music that he's performing or that he's written in, uh, in those productions so that uh, people get exposed to it even more. Like the tracks Funky Party and Nobody But You, Babe, those are just absolutely killer, aren't they? Absolutely, yeah. And I found out a whole bunch of neat little tidbits from your movie. Lastly, lastly here, Jonathan, Little Richard's bassist was in Blowfly's band, and Blowfly was kind of responsible or was responsible for Casey and the Sunshine Band. I did not know that. Yeah, Clarence was was really, um, you know, he was the man, you know, back in, back in that time. And, and Casey had started, you know, working at TK Records in the warehouse, you know, just basically moving boxes of records back and forth which is the same way that Clarence started about 10 years earlier. And so uh, Clarence and other people, you know, they were all working together, and Clarence kind of brought them all into the same space. And he, uh, he was one of the key people to bring Casey and Junk into music together, which is the kind of the key element for Casey's music, and bringing that to disco and, um, and R&B. So, yeah, Clarence was, was the guy who, who started it all. Pixies. Clarence. You did a documentary on the Pixies. You've done a documentary on Clarence Reed, Blowfly. Were any producers interested in both movies? Was it hard finding any producers for Clarence's movie? Because you refer to it, we got to get the story out about Blowfly. Well, the story kind of is out there. Like, he is so legendary. Were there any people interested? Was it hard? I guess now you're trying to raise money, so it is hard. Was it easier for the Pixies than Blowfly? Well, I wasn't. I, I didn't. I wasn't a, a director or producer on the Pixies movie. I was the, the director of photography, so I wasn't really involved in any of those kind of discussions and stuff like that. I think the Pixies are, you know, to be fair, the Pixies are far well, far more well known than than Clarence Reed or Blowfly. I think that a lot of people know about Clarence Reed and Blowfly, but most people don't. And a lot of people who know about Blowfly don't know about Clarence or know about Clarence. They don't know about Blowfly. There's a lot of, like, gaps of information, and I think that um, people should know about Clarence and Blowfly. And that it was it was difficult, you know, trying to convince people to, you know, get involved in the movie and say, like, oh, it's about Blowfly, and they would say, who's that? Or it would say, oh, it's about Clarence, and they'd say, oh, who's that? But hopefully this film can change that. 
Well, I would kind of argue about that with you, Jonathan. Like, isn't Blowfly more well-known than the Pixies in the sense that Blowfly's songs have been sampled much more than the Pixies, right, for album sales? Well, I mean, but I mean, I don't know if sampling is a really great metric for knowing how popular a band is, especially, I mean, how many indie rock bands are sampled in, in you know, in music these days. I, I, don't, I don't know that that's, that's really... Uh, an appropriate way to measure it, you know. I know that the the Pixies sell many more albums per year than both Clarence and Blowfly combined. So, but all the songs um, that have been sampled that Clarence did have sold millions, right? Like all the bands that have sampled oh, yeah, him. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. He, I mean, if you if you just if you just looked at those, then then you know Clarence's music has been heard in an indirect way, you know, by a lot of people. But I don't know if a lot of people like understand that, you know. The, the horns from Beyonce's Upgrade You are directly lifted from um, Girls Can't Do What the Guys Do um, by Betty Wright, which was written by Clarence Reed. What other songs have been lifted from Clarence? Um, well, I, I don't, you know, I don't, I wouldn't be able to tell you, like, the whole list right now, but I, I can just say that it's been dozens of, dozens of Clarence Reed and Blowfly songs. And uh, they've been used by dozens of different R&B and hip-hop artists. And he sold it all. He, unfortunately, he signed away his writer's royalties uh, about seven, well, I guess it's eight years ago now. So he doesn't see really any income, or he doesn't actually see any income from any of that, uh, any of that work. And who owns the stuff now? Uh, it's, I, I wouldn't be able to say. Well, thanks so much for phoning into the Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show here, Jonathan. Anything else you want to add to the people at all? No, I'd just like to say, you know, um, thank you, Nardwar, for the time. Really appreciate it. Um, and we just, uh, we're trying to get the movie out there and, and go to blowflyfilm.com and check it out. And if you're into it, uh, donate to the cause and you'll get some really cool stuff. And coming up right now, Masterpiece by Clarence Reed, a.k.a. Blowfly. But this is a straight-up Clarence Reed track. Well, thanks very much for phoning into the Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show, Jonathan. Really appreciate it. And why should people care about the weird world of Blowfly? Well, I think they should care because Clarence is a guy, he's one of those guys that people don't know about, that they should know about because he was an instrumental figure in Southern Soul music and he was responsible for music that is timeless and, and classic and really worth listening to. Um, and it's, uh, you know, Blowfly as well. You know, he's um, the X-rated version of Clarence Street. That doesn't make the music any less compelling. And I think that it's, you know, it's hilarious and it's provocative, but it's also really amazing to listen to. Well, thanks so much, Jonathan. Keep on rocking in the free world and do do the loot do. Doop doop.
Masterpiece. 